It is a white t-shirt Monday for those of you watching on YouTube. If you're just checking us out via podcast, that's quite all right. To yep, and I are going to have yep, the my white on this Monday edition of the show. We're continuing our thoughts on the schedule. T. Morant being in the news once again regarding John Morant's suspension and eventual return. And how are the Grizzlies going to be in a better position than ever before to perhaps win some regular season, end of season awards? All that and more. Let's lock in on this edition of Locked on Grizzlies. You are locked on Grizzlies, your daily Memphis Grizzlies podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, it is a back-to-school edition of Locked On Grizzlies. Lots of people are going back to school this time of year, not just in Tennessee, but across the United States over the next week or two. If you are one of those poor, sorry souls, you're a teacher, an admin, a student, whatever the case might be, welcome back to school, hopefully on your way to work or to your school building. You are checking out to Michael Cole and I, Joe Molinax, on Locked on Grizzlies, free and available wherever you get your podcasts. We also, of course, are on YouTube, which if you're watching us right now, you can see our fresh white tees on this white tee Monday. Not uh, not planned either. It's just simpatico. When DeMichael and I are matching, you know. It's going to be a darn good episode of Locked on Grizzlies. Speaking of this episode of Locked on Grizzlies, it is brought to you by Bird Dogs, to Michael's favorite pair of shorts. Go to birddogs.com slash locked on NBA or enter the promo code locked on NBA for a free white tech hat with any purchase. You won't want to take your bird dogs off. We promise you to Michael. Happy Monday to you. I hope you had a restful weekend, my friend. I don't know about you, but I've, I've been stewing ever since we had our Friday show, just thinking about all these different things schedule-wise we could talk about. Uh, it's just too big for one episode of Lockdown Grizzlies. Man, Joe, I, I, I'm excited today. I'm excited mm. today. You know, you, we come out in the white tees. You had me thinking yeah. about, you had me thinking about the franchise boys. You know, back in the day, we, we used to do the lean with it, rock with it. You know, you, mm-hmm. you know what that is, Joe? Lean with it, rock with it. I do with know it. what lean with it, rock with it is. Yeah. Absolutely. Some franchise I have boys. both leaned with it and rocked with it. In the past. <laughs> and, and Joe, <laughs> it's, it's not just us excited, man. The people are excited. I didn't mm. even tell you before the show. Shout out to my guy who I saw downtown as I was riding. Uh, I was riding downtown in Memphis. And, and my guy pulled up beside me and said, you know, he, he's a loyal uh, Locked On Grizzlies listener nice. every day. I wrote the window down. He wrote the window down. He said, I listen to Locked On Grizzlies every day. So That's shout fantastic. out to him and shout out to everyone else who, you know, we, we see out in public who let us know that they appreciate the show. So I'm, I'm, I think we got a great show for you guys today. The opposite happens to me, right? Like there was a, a news story in the Richmond area. Uh, we have a young lady who's going to be a starter on our JV team for the first time. I and saw it, that. the story went viral. It was like Action News 5 picked it up there in Memphis. Yeah. And I went through the comments, you know, just out of curiosity, because I'm in the video, uh, head coach Joe Molinax, right? And I was like, oh, maybe somebody will say lockdown. Oh, that's Joe Molinax from Bluff City Media. <laughs> no, no such luck. Everybody, no you know, luck. some of the comments were very positive and others not so much. So just a friendly <laughs> reminder to never read the comments. Uh, that was another uh, reminder there. But anyway, to Michael is a celebrity. I am not. And that's quite all right. That's probably the way that it should be <laughs> here on Locked On Grizzlies. Uh, to Michael, we talked about the schedule for the Memphis Grizzlies. It's an exciting one. Again, go back to Friday's episode if you yeah. want the overall kind of takeaways we had on the schedule. But we're going to go a little bit more in depth 
Grizzlies specific in terms of returns, right? This is the mm-hmm. place and the time, you know, obviously Dylan Brooks was the longest tenured Grizzly and now he's no longer in Memphis. He's with the Houston Rockets. Tyus Jones, part of that three-team trade. He's with the Washington Wizards now. I mentioned that Washington Wizards game that I hope to be in person for, and it sounds like you might hope to be in person for it as well. Um, Looking ahead at the schedule, focus specifically on times that we come across old friends, perhaps, to Michael might be a a worthy way to start off our Monday here on the show. And it's about that time, right? I can't believe we had so much to talk about on the schedule that we skipped over you know, some of the probably the more obvious uh, things out there, not skipped over them, but, you know, we haven't gotten to them yet. You know, the, right. the Dylan Brooks potential run. You just mentioned Tyus. Well, you mentioned D.C., and D.C. just so happens to be the new home of one Tyus Jones. Right. So, uh, and not even from just that perspective. There are going to be some other returns, too. Uh, when Marcus Smart goes back to Boston, the Grizzlies are going to have to, you know, they're going to have to stand up for him. Because those Boston dudes, they're going to try to put it on them. So, yeah, And that got- is going to be one hell of a hype video. Mm. Like, I, I think we talked about it when the trade happened. Yeah. They were – that was a trade that even – They were devastated. Wanna, even if you want to say that all three teams won, which I truly do believe is the case. I think the Wizards got a good player in Tyus Jones that yep. is going to enable Jordan Poole and Kyle Kuzma to be the best versions of themselves offensively because Tyus doesn't need to score to be his most effective self, right? Uh we in Memphis got Marcus Smart, who is the spirit animal that the Grizzlies 100% need in terms yep. of competitiveness and tenacity. And you could easily argue between two first round picks and probably the best player in the trade and Christoph Porzingis, who yep. played at an all star level last season. The Celtics won the trade if all if only one of the teams did. Again, I think all three did. But my overall point to Michael, as you were alluding to, Celtics fans were devastated that Marcus Smart was gone. I honestly think that they might have been happier if it was Jalen Brown being traded as opposed to Marcus Smart. Maybe not so much Jason Tatum. Right? He was the heart and soul of that team. Right. You're right. That's exactly yeah. right. So I, I think that you're that is going to be an interesting game because Boston, Marcus Smart's going to be, you know, he, he's that type that's going to want to put it on him himself a little bit, right? Oh, like yeah. he's going to, oh, yeah. this is what you gave up, right? Yeah. This is what you moved on from. But you're right that the Celtics' energy that game is going to be different. Yeah, and, and I think that's – it's February 4th, I believe, that day is uh, when when he goes back to Boston. I'm not sure if it's Super Bowl Sunday again, but I know last year – well, this this year, uh, this past season, mm-hmm. uh, the Grizzlies and Celtics played like the early afternoon on Super Bowl Sunday. So I don't know if that's just going to be a new thing or, or whatever the case is. But uh, that's what I'm looking forward to. All these returns, man, they're big storylines. Of course, the Dylan one we'll, we'll get more into, but there are so many things that we can take away from the Grizzlies schedule. Of course, we touched on you know some of the uh, the the long West Coast trips, uh, the going to the East Coast trip, and what, what I don't think we mentioned was even with the East Coast trips, Joe. I, I don't think the Grizzlies have in a way stretch more than four games. Right. That's that's now they have some seven and eights and six and sevens and things like that. So they still get the. You know the the full I guess feel of a road trip, but uh, last season they had a road trip where they went zero and five. So now you 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 don't have a one on the schedule that's more than four games. Uh, it kind of makes me feel like even though you got that tough Western Conference slate, you're in a tough division now because San Antonio is going to get better, and we should talk about that a little bit too. Uh, you know the first game against Wimpenyama. 
You know, he's getting the – did you know that the Spurs and the Grizzlies are pretty much about even in national TV slates? Not surprising at all, it's, in my it's, opinion. It's wild, though, because the Grizzlies, number two seed last two years, and the Spurs, they got the number one pick. And it's like, all right, now you're in prime time as much as the John Morant-led Grizzlies. It's kind of wild to me. But John Morant-led Grizzlies for two-thirds of the season. Right, like we talked about last episode. You're right. You're right, and and that's that's the important factor to, to point out because if John Morant's playing a full season, then yeah, not they're not ties. Exactly. I think that that's important to point out, and I I do agree that the road trip thing is interesting. But we talked mm-hmm. about it a little bit on Friday's show. It, it, it's not necessarily fool's gold, but there are examples, and I have it pulled up here in front of me again. I want to shout out Rob Fisher at the Fish Nation. Yeah. Uh, sideline man for the Grizzlies broadcast. He does a phenomenal job. He pointed this out. Uh, there is a, a stretch in March where the Grizzlies only have one home game. It's against the Lakers, but they have a four-game road trip, as you mentioned, and then a three-game road trip after that. So it's one of those that's kind of tricky to Michael because obviously they'll be at home for the Lakers. But of those eight games, so literally roughly 10th of your season, Every game you're in a different city, right? Obviously, one of those cities is your city, the city that you live in, at least for that part of the year. But at the same time, it's still a different city, right? So between March 18th and April 3rd, they will be in Sacramento, Golden State, San Antonio, Denver, Los Angeles, Orlando, or excuse me, check that. Sacramento, uh, Oakland, right? Or uh, Mm -hmm. San Francisco. Sacramento, uh, San Francisco, San Antonio, Denver, Memphis, right? That's the Lakers game. Orlando, Detroit, Milwaukee. So it's eight different cities, even though one of them is your own. So that, right, that right. can be challenging. That's a in good point. Yeah. So um, there's still a lot of travel and all those sorts of things involved. And, but again, one of the beautiful things about the schedule is there's so much meat to it. You know, it was hard for me to digest there for the last minute or so. So uh, we love meat, really, man. Oh, I, I, I enjoy meat a good bit. And, uh, you know, speaking of meat, we'll talk more about the meaty part of last episode of Lockdown Grizzlies, where I lost my mind. I think I said Adam Silver is the most overrated sports commissioner. You did. Uh, you, yeah. you took it there. <laughs> and I, I don't regret it. Like, I still feel that way. But I, I know T. Morant, you'll talk a little bit about some of the comments he had over the weekend regarding Ja his eventual return, his obviously upcoming suspension. We'll talk about John Morant's situation and how his father views it next here on Lockdown Grizzlies. But first, this episode of Lockdown Grizzlies is brought to you by Bird Dogs. And again, to Michael, I don't want to put your business out in the street, but I I know that you were covering the St. Jude Golf Tournament, and hopefully you were wearing your Bird Dogs because that would have been the perfect place to rock those shorts because they make you look good. They're stretch khaki shorts that are designed to fit slimmer through the thigh and leg, giving you a truly sculpted look. They fit way better than regular shorts that are made from a stiff, restricting cotton. Bird dogs are not that way. They have a cloud knit fabric that looks just like khaki. It stretches so you get a slimmer fit without having to sacrifice that movement. Show off your legs. Show them off. Be free and be brave to display and describe your comfort while rocking bird dogs. Go to birddogs.com slash locked on NBA or enter promo code locked on NBA for a free white tech hat. That's birddogs.com slash locked on NBA or promo code locked on NBA for a free white tech hat. You won't want to take off your bird dogs. We 
promise you. We'll be talking John Morant and his upcoming situation and perspective on it from his pops next year on Locked On Grizzlies. Welcome back to Locked On Grizzlies. I am Joe Mullinex, one of your hosts of this wonderful podcast that we like to call Locked On Grizzlies. I write over at Bluff City Media. I also am a contributor from time to time over at SB Nation. I am joined by DeMichael Cole of the Commercial Appeal there in Memphis, Tennessee. He is the Grizzlies beat writer for that publication. Make sure you're following him on Twitter at DeMichael C. If you do not already do so, make sure you're following me on Twitter at Joe Mullinax. It's a great place to yell at me, uh, be frustrated. Joe, all those Joe, things. Joe, don't forget, it's X. Twitter, Twitter is Twitter oh, is the I past. Keep saying Twitter, you're right, you're right. That's going to be a really hard habit to break. When you have posted, I guess it's called posts now instead of tweets. When you've posted <laughs> as much as I've posted, that's going to be difficult. Okay, so forgive me, everyone. Uh, no, you, you just is, Elon Musk is who you should should be sending. Oh, don't I mean? <laughs> we don't even have the time for, for what that episode of Lockdown Grizzlies would be like. So check out X. And DeMichael is on X, at DeMichael C, I am at Jamon. I figured I have to update our graphics, too. Well, before we go out too far off on a tangent, um, speaking of tangents, yeah, you know, Team Morant is a guy who has gotten some flack, I would say unfairly, right? I, I feel like I've been pretty hard on Jaw throughout this entire situation, in my opinion, deservedly yeah. so. Um, yeah. But somebody that gets a lot of, of criticism – is his father, his family, T. Morant, because of the crew that's around him, that sort of thing. Why would a yeah. dad allow for his son to do some of the things he's doing when in reality, John Morant's a grown man, right? Yeah. Obviously, that that relationship changes as the son becomes a man and isn't a boy anymore. Uh, that relationship changes once finances are involved, right? Not, not to mm-hmm. get too into no, the weeds right. with that. But, right. I mean, John Morant is the breadwinner for that entire family. He is the guy who has changed the life course generational wealth wise of an entire group of people and then people that haven't even been born yet. So once you're in that spot, it, it changes the dynamic and it makes it a little bit more difficult. But I know to Michael, the team Morant had some things to say this past weekend uh, regarding the John Morant situation. And, uh, you know, it, it was interesting to hear what he had to say. Yeah, I um, I'll go ahead and say. Did I, I want to say something as well here? But basically, sure. the, the comments we're referring to, if you haven't heard what T. Morant said, he was in, in New Orleans at a basketball camp. And it, he basically said that my son didn't get in trouble because of the people around him. He got in trouble because of his decisions. Mm. Basically saying the reason John Morant got in trouble wasn't because of Devontae Pack. It wasn't because of you know any other friend. It wasn't because of T. Morant. It was John Morant's decision-making. Now, because I like to think that many of you are loyal, locked-on viewers, hopefully, uh, you you will remember way back in March, Joe, when we first started having this conversation, and I said that based on conversations that I was having with people around John Morant, uh, what I was being told is it's up to John. It's it's up to John. It's 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 he has the power to shift things I physically have seen. And I've heard stories how his friends will move mountains around him to, to keep him out of harm's way, to keep him out of trouble. Uh, oh, you want Ja to come to this event, that event? Uh, how, how many securities going to be here? Is he going to be able to go through this entrance? Is he going to, they're on top of that stuff from, from what I've experienced for the most part. 
this is John. And I'm and I'm gonna compare this. I'm gonna compare it to, to a love relationship, Joe. I'm gonna compare this to love, right? Locked on uh, love on a Monday. I like this, that to Michael. This this is this is the best analogy that I can give in terms of the Grizzlies uh, fan base in terms of John Morant. Uh the fan base. I want to say this the right way. Leading up to, through this entire situation, I, I think the fan base made a lot more excuses because, because that's what you tend to do because you want to ride for Ja, and, and you should. That's fans. But there were a lot of excuses made after the first time, and even some the second time. Not as many, but specifically after the very first incident in early March right. uh, in, in the Denver area uh, nightclub out there. But – it's like when you're in a relationship with someone and that friend tells tells you this and tells you that and you say but but you 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 see the good you see the good in them when everything's bad is right in front of your face but you're like but they still text to me this morning well they also didn't do this they didn't take you this place they didn't give you this they didn't do this for your birthday but they texted you this morning so basically mm-hmm. what i'm saying is with the fan base there were a lot of excuses made so Seeing T. Morant basically come out and say that—that's—that's that's exactly what it is, and 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 you know what? The good part about it, the fact that T. Morant is saying that publicly, uh, Joe, you can speak from the father perspective, but I'd be willing to bet that he's had some real good conversations where he feels <laughs> confident about Jaws' ability to get better from here. For him to say that publicly and know, you know, that people are going to talk about it. Safe to say, and, and I appreciate you, you know, I, I have three children, um, an almost eight-year-old, a five-year-old, and a two-year-old, so I'm not quite at the stage of life that Team Morant is at, but I, I can acknowledge the perspective of if you are willing to say that in public about your very public son or child mm-hmm. in general, you almost certainly have had that conversation in private, and it might have sounded a little bit different yep. um, in terms of tone. I do believe that everything you just said is exactly right. And we talked about it several times throughout our coverage of everything around Ja as it all was transpiring back last spring. At the end of the day, to coin, to use one of your phrases, there is only one person to blame, and it's mm-hmm. Ja Morant. Devontae mm-hmm. Pack does not have any power over Ja Morant. Ja Morant could say Pack is gone tomorrow, and he won't be around. That that is the level of wealth. That is the level of power within his circle. That is the significance of this person being successful for a burgeoning group of individuals, right? Yeah, yeah. He could do that immediately. But at the same time, you can't say that he's a man and the relationship with the father is different as a man. And then, to your point, make excuses for him saying it's somebody else's fault. And he has to be, you know, it's 2023, so this is an outdated. He has to be a man, right? He has yeah. to be a person in, in the 2023 vernacular. You need to be an adult, which is probably the best way to say it, yeah. and acknowledge that you are flawed. You have made mistakes. And in order for this to improve, you are going to have to be the one to make the change because it is your life. The difficult part for Ja is his life directly impacts so many people, not just on an emotional level, right? We all have those circles in our life. If something Mm -hmm. happened to to Michael, if something happened to me, 
you know, we are families, close friends. That would shift the direction of their life. Obviously, Morant is cared about as well he should be as a father and a, a son and a, a human being. But when you bring the money into it, right, when you bring all the obligations into it, it's difficult to talk about because that seems superficial. Yeah. But once you get to John Morant's level with those sorts of things, it's not it's not insignificant, right? It is a significant yeah. point to make. So it's good to hear T talk about these things because when he says that, it makes me think that Jaw has at least heard it. Not things just are going in the right direction. Point. Yeah, right. Yeah, T. From what from the conversations I've had, T. Just getting to know T. T. Mm -hmm. As most fathers, as most fathers are, he's a very protective father. Of so course. for him to go out and say that in public, that's confidence. That's man. I can I can challenge my son in front of everybody because I'm confident that he's not going to make me regret those comments. And he's earned credit for that, I'm sure. Yep. The redemption hoodies, for example, that everybody – well, not everybody. Lots of people outside of Memphis gave yeah. the family <laughs> crap for. Uh, understandably so, to be honest with you, if you try to your best to be unbiased, yeah. that, that made him look silly, right? But he was yeah. trying to be supportive of his son. And again, when all is said and done, John Morant has one person to answer to for all of his life, taking all the philosophy and religion and all that stuff out of it. We certainly don't have enough time for that on Lockdown Grizzlies. Um, there's one person who sure as heck is going to be there when John Morant breathes his last. It's going to be John Morant. And when that comes, he has to, for himself, say, did I leave, live my life the way that I wanted to? I think to this point, there's been a heck of a lot of positives. There's obviously been some things he needs to grow from. Yeah. And it sounds like from T's comments, that has maybe been made clearer than it was the previous time. We can only hope at this point, because again, the fact that we're here tells us the talk is cheap, right? It has to become a, uh, a reality through action next. Speaking of action to Michael, uh, the, the NBA, I don't know if you noticed this in the schedule, getting back to the schedule. That's what we'll talk about here as we close out our Monday edition of the show. I think the NBA and others have talked about this too. It's not like I'm Sherlock Holmes or anything. Mm -hmm. They've taken some action with the schedule that perhaps will allow teams like the Grizzlies to be a little bit more lenient with their way of load management. We're going to talk about that next here on Lockdown Grizzlies. Stay with us. Welcome back to Lockdown Grizzlies. I am Joe Mullinax, joined by DeMichael Cole of the Commercial Appeal in Memphis, Tennessee. He's the Grizzlies beat writer for that publication. I write over at Bluff City Media as the Memphis Grizzlies columnist. I also dabble over at SB Nation between the two of us. You have a ton of experience covering the Memphis Grizzlies. Hopefully you will continue to make Lockdown Grizzlies a stop of yours on your NBA and Memphis Grizzlies content journey. Uh, we've been talking returns of Dylan Brooks. That'll be a fun game, right? Yeah, we've been wait. talking returns of John Morant and T. Morant's uh, views of the Jaw situation, which were you know refreshing to hear. To be honest with you, hopefully that is how Jaw perceives it as well. Now, like I said, I I'm not going to claim that I'm a genius, at least not about this to Michael, because I know other people on Twitter, or darn it, on X and there it is. There it is. have noted this. Yeah. But as I was looking at the schedule, and again, shout out to Rob Fisher at the Fish Nation, uh, I noticed, partner, that. Obviously, going through the awards stuff, I, I think the benchmark is 65 games, right? A That's player right. has to play yeah. 65 games starting this season 
in order to qualify for end of season awards. One of the teams that, in my opinion, was going to be most dramatically impacted by that was the Memphis Grizzlies because of how they manage injuries, how they manage minutes. You know, I've been on several shows. I know you've talked about this as well. People point at the minutes that Jaron played and say, all the foul trouble he got in. Well, that tells me they didn't watch a lot of Grizzlies basketball, right? Because yeah. it seemed pretty clear that there was a 30-minute cap on what Jaron Jackson Jr. was able to play, even when he wasn't in foul trouble. It was around right. 30 to 31 minutes a game. So obviously there was foul trouble. I'm not trying to say there wasn't, but there were other reasons for the limited run. So Jaron, if that 65-game cap had been in play, or floor, I should say, had been in play the previous season, this past year, he wouldn't have won Defensive Player of the Year. He wouldn't have been eligible. No. But looking at the schedule, taking a, a glance at some of these back-to-backs when the Grizzlies would notoriously rest guys, load management, you know, scheduled rest, that sort of thing. And again, this is true of other teams' schedules as well. More and more of these back-to-backs are home and homes. Like, for example, in February, when the Grizzlies have a February 1st, February 2nd back-to-back, it's Cleveland and Golden State. Those are obviously two difficult games, but they're both at FedEx Forum. That will be helpful, of course. Same thing with February 14th, Valentine's Day, oh, and February 15th, Houston and Milwaukee, two potentially difficult games, especially the Milwaukee part, both at FedEx Forum. So the Grizzlies, they will play sometimes where it is a back-to-back where they're having to travel. But the travel is even condensed, like at Oklahoma City and then at New Orleans, that John Morant return game. That is the second night of a back-to-back, but it's from OKC to New Orleans, which is what, an hour flight? Yeah, skipping a hop, yeah. Right. So I wanted to make the point to you, to Michael, because, again, for those that maybe are listening to Locked on Grizzlies for the first time, I have just been covering the Grizzlies as a blogger, podcaster, whatever, for 10 years now, right? So I've been around doing this. A while. You can go back to the when they were playing three games in a row, right? Sure, right. Yes, I sure can. I've been writing game recaps for all three of them. Um, so yes, I I'm saying that because I think I've earned my stripes to to be in this in a seat close to yours. But you are the the beat writer for the Memphis Grizzlies for the Commercial Appeal, one of the longest standing media outlets there in Memphis, Tennessee. So I'm giving you your flowers and acknowledging that you travel with the team on several trips. You know far better than me. Mm-hmm. How significant is that? So if the Grizzlies say, okay, yeah, we got back-to-backs coming up, but the, you know they're both here at home, are they more likely now to, and again, they still may be themselves because they are themselves uh, when it comes to injuries and, and load management, but maybe even beyond Memphis, does this make it more likely for NBA teams to let guys play more because the nature of the schedule that was most challenging in the past seems to have been eased, at least in terms of travel. Yeah, uh, I think it's a team-by-team, you know, case because it's a medical staff-by-medical staff case where I think a team like the Clippers last season, one of the – I think that yeah, not that's one a good of, example. They were, they were the oldest team in the NBA last season. So a home back-to-back for the Clippers, uh, Kawhi probably is still going to miss one of those games or play limited minutes in one of those games. Where in Memphis, a home back-to-back uh, – those guys are probably still going to take the floor, but there have been instances. You you remember the key word, the key buzz injury word last season was soreness. Mm. Uh, those things pop up because the Grizzlies pride themselves on depth. And if you look at the roster this season, the Grizzlies will be very deep. 
So I do not think it'll be surprising when the Grizzlies have certain back-to-backs and they say, oh, who's the weaker of those two teams? Um, okay, um, Jaron Jackson Jr., knee soreness. Santi gets a start, comes in, scores 18 points. They beat – you that's know, Houston Milwaukee one that we were just talking about. Exactly, that might be a great that's, example. That's a that's a really that's a really good example right there. So I think the Grizzlies will be smart from that perspective. Where if guys have nicks and bruises, say okay, this will be a good time to to go ahead and get you know uh, a lesser either a lesser role or just hey, one miss one game due to knee soreness or elbow soreness or whatever the case may be. I still think the Grizzlies are going to prioritize that, but the sixty five game uh, threshold. Is going to matter, you know, especially a, a guy like Desmond Bain, who could break into the All NBA conversation this year, or you know, award conversations this year. Jaron Jackson Jr. is going for three consecutive first team All Defensive nominations. You know, uh, it's going to be important, and and as we get into contract extension uh, time in a, a year or so from now, when we, with Jaron Jackson Jr. Uh, those accolades are going to matter. So I think guys are going to be trying to play. But uh, I think it's more about – think about Zaire Williams, right? We talked about him, how the Grizzlies uh, held him out of summer league and things like that. That's the player I think it's going to impact a little bit more than uh, those guys. Those guys are going to play. And I also think – I agree with you. I think that one of the aspects with Jaron in particular, you know, John Morant's under contract the next five years, right? Desmond yep. Bain under contract the next six years, basically, yep. including the last year of his rookie contract here. Jaron's just two more years. Mm-hmm. And while we can all assume that the Grizzlies are going to prioritize re-signing Jaron Jackson Jr., this is a business at the end of the day. And these guys are within their rights, understandably so. They should do this. They have a finite amount of time to make as much money as possible, right? Mm-hmm. So for Jaron being named three t- three times in a row first team all defense oh, is boy. very significant what oh. if Jaron and I think this is unlikely what if Jaron is a back-to-back defensive player of the year now you're going into Rudy Gobert stratosphere uh, I, I think you're going player. you're you're going into Anthony Davis Jason yeah, that's Taylor a example. contract extensions yeah like it oh those my. are better examples the money uh you mm-hmm. we We've talked about the salary cap uh, and, I mean, the new CBA. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jaron is about to be potentially – he's potential, he has the potential to be a 35% max player. And we'll have this conversation deeper as right. the time gets closer. But it matters for what we're talking about right now because Jaron's going to want to stay on the floor because if he adds that first-team all defense and that DPOY, as you just mentioned, that makes him a 35% uh, player when you see – Anthony Davis and Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. Well, not Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, but Jason Tatum is on the way as well. Mm-hmm. They're getting right. these contract extensions where they're getting paid over $60 million a year. Like, he will be in that conversation if he continues to stack those accolades. And in order to get those accolades, he'll have to play on those back-to-backs. So I think we're going to see him more than we have in the past. What, what that'll mean for his defensive numbers and his offensive numbers, we'll talk about that perhaps on our next edition of Locked on Grizzlies. Thank you so much for checking us out wherever you are listening or watching, whether it's wherever you get your podcasts or over on YouTube. Like, comment, rate, review, subscribe. Most importantly, make us a part each and every time there's a new episode of Locked on Grizzlies of your NBA and Memphis Grizzlies media consumption. DeMichael and I appreciate it immensely. Partner, maybe on Wednesday we continue that aspect of the conversation. It is NBA Finals Wednesday on Locked on Grizzlies. Maybe we talk about 
Jaron as a offensive force, does that take away from his defensive numbers? How likely is it that we see regression in that space, even if he is still a really good defender, uh, which he probably will be? How likely is it that you see that take a step back because of the greater offensive role and maybe some other players who might be in that mix? If you're asking more of Marcus Smart offensively, will his defense take a hit? Maybe we take a look at some give or take kind of stuff on our next edition. Let's do it. Let's do it. Um, I, I already have in my head some really good things that some Grizzly players have said on that topic. Mm, so that'll be go. fun to dive into. That's going to be fun to dive into. So make sure you're with us on Wednesday, a finals edition of the podcast here as we continue to grind forth through August. We'll be back on Wednesday, finals Wednesday, talking again that give or take, Jaron taking a little bit away from defense for more offense and other examples. Until then, stay safe. Have a great week. Make sure you're liking, rating, reviewing, commenting, subscribing, all those fun things. We'll catch you next time on Locked on Grizzly.